Lord, we thank you for this privilege to be in your presence once again. Lord, we pray, even as we learn at your feet, Father, we pray that you will teach us yourself in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, most gracious Father. We thank for our brethren at home and those that will be listening to this message in a form of podcast or a video. Lord, we pray that you will bless them in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I pray the Lord will bless you as you have come this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So, brethren, by the grace of God, in this month of uh, August, we've been looking at divine alignment. And um, over the course of the month, our pastor, by the grace of God, has been teaching us on purpose, the significance of purpose, as well as the benefit of purpose. If you were here last week, you will know that the pastor told us different things that uh, that, um, purpose will bring into one's life. And if you missed any of the messages in the past, please, you can listen to them again on Spotify, even Facebook live stream, or on the YouTube. These are resources available to bless you. So please, if you have not subscribed, please do so. And you will get the message again for you to listen to during the week. By the grace of God, today we continue from uh, that um, pace, and we'll be t- I'll be talking to you today about a uh, topic: mind the gap, mind the gap, and the sub theme is making your life count. Hallelujah! Can you say that to yourself? Making my life count. Praise God. You know, if you hear something of that nature, that word, or that sentence or phrase, making my life count, there is an underlining tone of uh, purpose in that particular scripture's word. And we will look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 3 as our anchor text. Bible tells us that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. I'm reading the New International Version. Verse 2, word of the Lord says, a time to be born and a time to die. Did anybody see the gap there? Yeah? There is a time to be born and a time to die. There is a time to plant and a time to have uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. Hallelujah. And if you look at these three verses, I believe you can see that there is a gap in every of those uh, comparisons. Hallelujah. And today we will be focusing on the gap identified in verse 2. A time to burn and a time to die. Now, there are several days, dates and days in a man's life that are significant. Some of us, we can say the date you were born, the date you got your first job, the date you were, you were engaged, your marriage date, your graduation date. These are significant dates in the life of a man or a woman. Now, I've mentioned some dates. Can somebody else mention another date? That I have not mentioned that are significant in the life of a human being. Maybe the date you just had last, anybody? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, we can not write our story in 2020 without mentioning March 23rd, the day the UK went into the lockdown. Hallelujah. 
Okay, any other date that is significant to you as a human being that you never forget? Any other day? Any significant event? Anybody? Yes? Ma? The date our sister gave birth to her children. Hallelujah. And one of those days is the day that you have your firstborn. For some of us, it's the day you got your first job. For some people, the day you never forget is the day you got your first salary. Think about those days. Those days are very exciting and interesting days. For some people, it could be the date that they lost a loved one. The day they can never forget. Remember uh, 2012 when my grandmother passed away? And she died on my birthday. So I was excited it's my birthday. And then I got a call that my grandma has passed away. Interestingly, I was the last grandchild that she saw before she died. So anytime I celebrate my birthday, I remember my grandma passing away. And when my uh, family members are doing WhatsApp status as we have these days, there is always happy birthday and anniversary. So it's a very interesting day that I will not forget. But of all these days, only two will be written on a person's tombstone. The day you were born and the day the person died. And if you look in between those two days that you can see on your screen, there is a dash there. The dash consists of actions, inactions, memories, stories, and every other thing that we are doing as we sit here. And I want to tell you, whether a person fulfills purpose or not, the answer is in that gap. Hallelujah. Whether somebody fulfills a purpose or not, the answer is in that gap. But then, we can't write every event in the life of a man. But then, what are you writing in your own gap? Hallelujah. Every one of us seated here, we are still within that gap. For your own gap, what are you writing? Think of it like the battery on your cell phone. At some point, it was 100%. Think of it as the day you were born. And gradually, it's depleting. Depleting. None of us know the percentage that you have left. But then, you still have a percentage left. Why did I say so? You are still here. Hallelujah. So if you have not been very mindful of the gap, the word of the Lord to you today is, mind the gap. Hallelujah. So we all know that there is a purpose that for which God has created us. And as we have difference in our faces, so is our purpose different. Interestingly, I can't tell each and every one of you your purpose. Hallelujah. I can't. Okay? But one thing I can say, is that your purpose, your dream is from God. Hallelujah. That purpose, that dream that you have is from God. And God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. Now you might say, what is this plan? I can't answer that question for you. You need to reflect and answer that question. What is the plan of God for your life? And one way you can do this is to use the timeline. Okay? Is to use timeline. 
the day you were born, what are the significant events that has happened in your life up till today? And then you will begin to see maybe a pattern. You begin to see a message. It could be God opening your eyes to see what he has created you for. As God said to, the book, to Jeremiah in the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, he said, before I formed you in the womb, I know you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And the word of the Lord saying, I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. So God also has appointed you before you were born. So you have a purpose. And the word of the Lord tells us in the book of Psalm 138 verse 8, that the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Hallelujah. Let's say that again. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Hallelujah. And that is very interesting because the fulfillment of purpose, even with our actions in action, God is behind the scene, working things out. And that is why somebody will have a very bitter experience. And that bitter experience will become their life purpose. There have been people who lost their husband, their child in auto crash, and they became campaigners for safe roads or safe driving. Before that instance, they might not even know that they have that passion to do that. But then that event, that pain, becomes something that they are using as a story to prevent other people from experiencing that pain. Amen. So today, by the grace of God, I just want to share with us three key points on how to fulfill your purpose. I want to believe that you, at some point, have thought about it. Why am I here? And in the past two weeks, by the grace of God, our pastor has been teaching us, you would have reflected and said, why am I here? So that reason that you have identified, I'm going to share with you how you can actually fulfill it. So the first point I want us to consider is that for you to fulfill purpose, you must count Christ in. Hallelujah. For you to fulfill purpose, you must count Christ in. Many of us, we know that you are the pilot of your life. Praise God. You are the pilot of your life. You can decide whether to land the plane. You can decide either to take off. You can decide whether to come to church today or you decided to come to church. Some other people decided against coming to church. Praise the Lord. You decided to marry that person. Some other people decided not to marry that brother, no matter how handsome and how blessed you can see his future might be. So you made a decision. That made you the pilot of your life. However, God is the engine. Praise God. You are the pilot. God is the engine. And you will agree with me. Without the engine, the jet is going nowhere. Hallelujah. Do we all agree? So you are the pilot. You make the decision. You take the action. You take the step. But God is the force, the power behind that decision. Amen. So, our job as Christians is to reach out to God and to trust in him. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, the word of the Lord tells us, Trust in the Lord and with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path what? Straight. Hallelujah. 
he will make your path straight. First, trust in him. Second, lean not on your own understanding. Third, acknowledge him. And once you do these things, God will make your path straight. Praise God. Remember that he said, he will make a way in the wilderness. That area that you are confused about, do these three things and you will see God pointing you in the right direction. Now, when we are making progress in life, it is very easy for us to forget what God is doing. You know, God has said he's going to guide us. He has said he's going to lead us. However, when you begin to achieve things, we tend to begin to forget the place of God. And what? why did I say this? If you think about it, sometimes we become too busy to even pray in the morning. Sometimes we become too busy even to read our Bible. Now, I remember sometimes they go, I, I was a university undergraduate student, and I, want, I, I have the desire in my mind that I have to graduate with a first class. And then, first semester, 100 level, we use 100 level and so on in Nigeria then. My GP was two point, um, I was in second class lower. My desire was, oh, what can I do to actually move up the ladder? And at the end of 300 level, I was very close. I mean, first semester, 300 level, I was maybe 4.5, uh, 4.43 or so. Just very close. And I became very anxious. I was studying. I was doing so many things, trying to push. Before I go for IT, I need to get to that level. And then I can confidently say there is no cause for alarm because I know my IT will be an A. So I've already secured that position. But in that anxiety, I took my eyes away from God. There were people who were 4 point something, 4.2, first semester on their level, and they couldn't even add 0.5 to it. But yet, from 3.33, God helped me to get to 4 point something. I looked, I took my eyes away from him. And what happened? I thought I can do it by hard work. And lo and behold, when the result came out, everything went down. I was so, so shocked. In fact, I have a a, a, a senior colleague then in my department, and you know the, the way system work in Nigeria, you might not see your result until maybe at the end of two semesters. And it was very opportune to be able to see the result. And he came to ask me, "What happened?" The next thing I said was, "I don't know," because that is all I can say. Really, I don't know. But I went back to God. God, yeah, I am again. Have mercy. But then, God did it. Eventually, that was the testimony. What am I saying? If you take your eyes away from God, and you focus on the work, then disappointment will surely follow. Because where you are today, is not because of your hard work. It is because of the grace of God. And if grace took you to that point, it is only grace that can sustain you. So if you don't want to go down, you need to tap into that grace. And if you are here, you are not sure of what God is saying. The vision is not clear. I want you to think about your relationship with God. And it is your relationship with God that yields the result. Results do not yield relationship. You don't get to love God more because he has given you a job. It is that relationship with God that will actually make a way for you. John chapter 15 verse 5 says that I am divine. You are the branches. Without me, you can do 
nothing. Praise the Lord. And so if you are here, you are trying to do something by yourself, I want to encourage you this morning that you need to count Christ in. You know, the, the disciples of Jesus Christ, they were with Jesus for, for more than three, almost three years. And yet, when Jesus Christ was about to feed the 5,000, they counted that these people are numerous, up to 5,000. That's point number one. These people are tired. They are far away from the village. And there is no way we can get enough food for all these people. And the only food available on this mountain is five loaves of bread and two fishes. Praise the Lord. They counted the obstacles. They counted the challenges. They counted the provision. But they did not count Christ in. Praise the Lord. And when they did, Jesus fed 5,000. So when you look at the challenges and the provisions around you, don't just look at the numbers. Don't just look at the things available. Look at Christ. And I pray that the power of Christ will work in our lives in Jesus' name. The second point that I would like to discuss this morning is that for you to fulfill your purpose, you need to deal with the enemies within. Praise God. Now, there are enemies without, outside, but the key ones are the enemies within. Now, remember this analogy of a sheep on a very, uh, on, on an ocean. The ship will not sink, despite the volume of water around it, until the water begins to get inside the ship. And until then, the ships will begin to sink. So for you not to be defeated, you need to deal with the enemies within. Now, there are different enemies within. We can name them fear, doubt, pride, procrastination, clutters such as bitterness, hate, unforgiveness. These are enemies within. And the Bible tells us that the, the thief or the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So if the enemies are within you, then they are ready to steal your destiny they are ready to kill you and they are ready to destroy that which God is doing in your life. And if you don't want that to be your story, you need to deal with these enemies that we have itemized. Now let's look at some of these enemies carefully. Number one that I want to talk about is the distraction. Now we live in a world that there are so many musics around us. There are so many things happening around us, even good things happening around us. And they can be distracting to what God is doing in our life. Remember the story of Martha. Martha as an individual loved Christ. And when Christ was coming to visit, what did Martha do? Martha went to cook. And then Jesus Christ said, she came to Jesus and said, Jesus, Master, tell my sister to join me. Now, cooking is not a bad thing. Praise God. Cooking is not a bad thing. You know, in traditional African culture, they say the way to a man's heart is through his mouth, right? Yeah? So cooking himself, in itself is not a bad thing. But at that particular point in time, is it the right thing to do? So Martha was doing the good thing, but she was overwhelmed by that good thing that is distracting her. So God has a purpose for our life. But many a times, distraction take us, shift our focus away from what God is doing onto other things that are not useless, but they are less important. Praise God. Sometimes distractions can be things that are urgent and then they are less important. For example, I'm an academic and for my the nature of my job, research, publishing paper, writing grant is more important. 
but I can sit down in my, on my desk from, for three hours, be responding to emails. Is it a bad thing to reply, respond to email? No. But email response does not count as part of my key performance indicators. So if I crafted the best email that everybody reads and say, no, this is lovely, would that give me a pay rise? Would that give me a promotion? No. Those things might be good, they might be urgent, but they are not important. They are distracted. Praise God. So, another point of distraction is when you run with a vision or a goal that is not your own. Think about it. Many people want to be doctors. Why do you want to be a doctor? It's not because you love treating people. It's because the day you were born, your daddy said you will be a doctor. There are people that they are engineers, not because they love putting things together. It is because their dad say, my son, my daughter will be an engineer. And when you started the journey, they start telling you, engineers make money. Engineers have a secure future. But then, is that the purpose of God for your life? And so many people run and they try to do all sorts of things, but yet they discover that everything still feels empty within. They are not really doing what God will have them do. Several years ago, I watched a movie. It's an Indian movie. It's called Three Idiots. Anybody watch Three Idiots in the past? Okay? It's on Netflix. I won't, I won't say go and watch it, but I did watch it. So, And there are people. A guy was a very good wildlife photographer, but his dad wants him to be an engineer. Another guy was passionate about some other thing, but the parent wants him to be an engineer because the culture feels that as an engineer, you make money, can go to the U.S., work in startups, and make money. And those, was, those were the things these guys were doing. And eventually along the line, at the end of the movie, it's about three hours, they eventually decided that, no, this is not, engineering is not for them. They did what they, they are passionate about. But then, if you are running with a dream that is not your own, you will lose time. And when you lose time, you don't know the percentage of battery that is left. And by the time you lose so much time, how much time do you have left to actually do what God would have you do? That is distraction. So like Joshua, for us not to be distracted, we need to run with instruction from God. Perhaps each and every one of us here, what is God saying to you? Are you able to tell me? Are you able to say it to yourself? So when you receive direct instruction from God, you will be able to run with that vision. So I want to encourage you, wait for God's instruction. Wait for God's instruction. And if you did not hear anything, go back to the last thing you heard him told you and do that thing consistently and faithfully. Abraham heard from God at 75. For 25 years, the Bible did not record that there was any other conversation. And then at 100, God came back again. Can you wait 25 years? Run with what God told you when you were in primary school, when you were in secondary school, when you were in the university. So if you have said, oh, I've not heard from God recently, the last thing he told you, are you still faithful? I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Another enemy within is fear and doubt. Fear and doubt. Like Peter, do not let 
fear and doubt overwhelm you. Peter saw Jesus. He said, Master, if you are the one, bid me to come. Jesus Christ said, come. And he stepped on the water. And all of a sudden, Peter started to sink. Why? It was because he shifted his focus, attention from Christ. Proverbs 4.25 says, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly upon you. Let your eyes, let your vision, let your focus be singular. What is God saying to you? Keep that focus. Who are you looking at for encouragement? Who are you looking at for inspiration? It should be Jesus. Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Praise God. I won't expect my wife to keep her gaze on me. Praise God. Neither would I ex- would she expect me to keep my gaze on her. The reason because no one knows when the battery will be 100% or 0%. And in that instance, if human being is your focus, when they live your life, what would you be doing at that time? So what is the vision God has given to you? Are you running with it or you have taken others, somebody else's vision and you are running with that vision? The Olympic just ended. Imagine somebody registered for a 100 meter race and then ran a 200 meter race and won. Will they give the person the gold medal? No, because the person was not registered for that race. So whose race are you running? Are you running your own race or you are running somebody else's race? Pray God will help us in Jesus' name. So fear and doubt leads to procrastination. God has chosen you for a specific purpose. I would encourage you not to spend one more day extra procrastinating. Saying, I will do it next time. I will do it in the future. Procrastination is a thief of time. It's not that you don't want to do it or you cannot do it. You are just saying, I will do it later. You are occupying yourself, your mind, with something else. And I pray God will help us to keep our focus straight in Jesus' name. So, if you are here, you are procrastinating, you are fretful, you are doubting what you can do. The word of the Lord to you this morning is, God says he will never leave you or forsake you. And he has given you the Holy Spirit to partner with you. Amen. Although I said I have three points, but I might have to wrap up as soon as possible. Interestingly, the time flies. Amen. The next point I would like to raise is, as part of the enemies within, is comparison. Comparison. Now, we live in a culture of comparison. How many of us are on Instagram? Okay. Okay. How many of us visited Instagram this morning? Yesterday? Okay. How many of us are on Facebook? Okay. If I ask you all, why do you go to Instagram and Facebook? Would you say it is because of your career advancement? Or is you, would you say it is because you want to please God? Many times we go to those platforms for comparison. You want to see what your friend is doing. You want to see how well they are dressing. You want to see how that latest filtered picture. And when you live like this, 
it is difficult to find your purpose. When you live like this, it is difficult for you to run with your purpose. You know, we call something like this, keeping up with the Joneses. When somebody gives you an appearance, you don't know if that person is in debt and they are keeping up that appearance because they just have to keep going. And interestingly, you don't even know if that person is sponsored. So they snap beautiful pictures. They are in a very nice island, you know, and you feel like, ah, I should be here. But then, you don't even know how they got there. Com- comparison is a thief of joy. Now, you can be inspired by somebody else. I'm not saying somebody else cannot inspire you. But avoid comparing yourself with them. Because when you do, it will drain your energy. It will drain your inspiration. And then you won't be able to run when you need to run. I use Instagram. I only have three posted dates. One was a wedding picture. Another one was the first picture I posted when I started. I opened the Instagram account. I can't remember the third one. But that was the three posts up to date. I use LinkedIn. I have, I'm on LinkedIn. But every time I go to LinkedIn, you see somebody write a story and say, oh, this is how they started from zero to hero. And it's like, it just overnight. The way they portray it makes you feel that you are not adequate. So rather than me going to a place and be deflected, I'd rather stay away and keep my level of motivation. I'm happy with the pace I'm going. So comparison is a thief of joy. Bible tells us that we are created not the same. We are created uniquely and we are different. So we are not designed for the same purpose. Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12 verse 6 to 8 that we have different gifts according to the grace given to us. So we have different gifts. We are different. Let everyone run their own race. I will stop on point number two. I will tell you what point number three is. Point number three is that you must grow to remain relevant. You must grow to remain relevant. As you progress through the journey of life, you need to grow in order for you to remain relevant. If you grow to a certain level, and that is the level of your impact, by the time you need a higher impact and you have not grown at all, then people will outpace you. The same thing happens to companies that have now closed, the likes of Xerox, the likes of Yahoo, Early 2000, it was Yahoo Messenger that was the reigning thing. If you don't have Yahoo Messenger, you're not there yet. Sometimes we go to the cyber cafe, one hour, only Yahoo Messenger. You don't even know what you are doing there. You are just, just going to log into Yahoo Messenger. You know? And in the, maybe mid 2000, it was Blackberry. If you don't, if somebody do not have, ask for your pin, you'll be wondering, is it that, is it that they are, I mean, underrating you or something. It was pin, pin, pin then. But where is Blackberry today? So in order for you to remain relevant in the fulfillment of your purpose, you need to grow. And I pray God will help us to grow in Jesus' name. So to grow, you need to plan. If you have failed to plan, you have actually planned to fail. And you need to set goals. Your goals must be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. You say, I want to do X, Y, and Z, and you do not say, this is the time I want to achieve it. You will just keep on going. You won't get to that point. 
And you know, one of the beautiful things about success is that focus on the process and success will come at the end. If you focus on success, you won't make any progress. But if you focus on the progress, then success will come your way. Bible tells us that may he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Psalm 20 verse 4. If you have no plan, then what will God make to be successful? So you need to plan. God himself planned, so are you not planning? And if you want to remain relevant, you need to keep track of your progress. There are apps you can decide to use spreadsheet to keep track of your progress. For example, I use an app called Trello. You can set up the different checklists and the likes. And then once you achieve something, you can go there, tick it off. That is done. And when you tick it off, it becomes a source of encouragement. You know what the next step is and you begin to take that next step. Amen. So, for you to actually uh, remain relevant, you need to persevere. The journey will not be easy. Jesus Christ persevered. How can you carry cross? How can you be beaten by the people you created? But Jesus Christ persevered. And this perseverance requires faith. Trusting in God. Believing in what you cannot see, but can feel in your heart. That is perseverance. And I pray God will help us all to persevere even to the end in Jesus' name. The last point I will mention, or the last thing I will say, is that if you are not passionate about what you are doing, then you will never have the perseverance to chase your calling. What is that thing you are are passionate about? That might actually be your purpose. But if you are not passionate about what you are doing, you need to check, reflect, and be sure that you are actually fulfilling purpose. And I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Let's conclude by saying God has called us to make a difference. Tell your neighbor, God has called me to make a difference. And in order for you and I to make a difference, we must submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit. We must be in control of our body, deal with the enemy within, and we must humble ourselves like Christ did. No matter your achievement, no matter what you have gotten, there is still more. So, humility is very key to actually control, progress in what God has called you to do. And you must be committed to his plan. Proverbs 16 verse 9 says, In their heart, human plans their course, but the Lord establishes their step. So for God to establish your step, plan comes first. And I pray God will help each and every one of us here, even to be able to fulfill our divine purpose in Jesus' name. Let us rise up on our feet. And for those of us at home and those of us here, if you are focused mainly on the results and you ignored the process, the relationship with Christ, I have brought the word of God to you today that relationship is what yields results. Results don't yield relationship. So if you are here or you are online and you don't have a relationship with God or with Christ already, this is another opportunity for you to dedicate or rededicate your life to Him. Remember that without Him you cannot do anything. And just begin to pray to the Lord this morning and say, Father, or this afternoon, pray and say, Father, 
I'm rededicating my life. I'm realigning myself to you. Help me to trust you in the mighty name of Jesus. If you have given, if you have decided to rededicate your life and you want the church to support you in the process, please send an email to this information shown on the screen or admin at placeofvictory.org.uk. And I pray God will help us to fulfill divine purpose in Jesus' name. Let us take two prayers. Let's pray that Father, please help me to live a purpose-driven life and to make a difference in my generation. Even as I mind the gap, Lord, we pray, help me to monitor the way I live my life. Help my life to be driven by a purpose, your divine purpose in the mighty name of Jesus. And help me to be a blessing to my generation in the mighty name of Jesus. The next prayer is we are going to pray that the Lord will help you to trust in him and to take the necessary steps that are needed for the fulfillment of your purpose and destiny. Pray that the Lord will help you to trust in him. Sometimes the Lord is saying jump and you are saying God I cannot see the other hand. Sometimes God is saying jump and you are saying God the hand is too far away. I need an intermediate step. Let's pray that God will help us to trust in him and to make that decision. That leap that is necessary even to fulfill our purpose in the name of Jesus. Thank you Jesus. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Blessed Father we thank you for this opportunity to even discuss your word as your children Lord we pray that each and every one of us as we live our life on a daily basis help us to mind the gaps in the mighty name of Jesus help us to make our life count in that vocation in that family that you have placed us in the name of Jesus and help us to trust in you to the very end and that our life will be a purpose driven life in Jesus name in Jesus mighty name we have prayed Amen praise the Lord